Hello, everyone. This is Erica Spicer Mason with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. We're thrilled to be joined by Gaurav Gupta, the Senior Vice President of Product Strategy and Performance Management at MedMetrics. Gaurav will talk to us today about artificial intelligence and automation in healthcare and key differentiators in this space. So Gaurav, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. We're really thrilled to have you. And I know this topic is top of mind for so many of our listeners, but before we dive in, I wanted to know if you could just share a little bit more about yourself, your background, your role, whatever feels pertinent. So I'm Gaurav Gupta, the Senior Vice President of Product Strategy and Performance Management at MedMetrics. We're a revenue cycle management company that provides services and technology to healthcare providers, largely health systems, but many different types of providers, both large and small. Uh, we're very much a yield-focused organization. We help make sure that providers are collecting every dollar that they're owed, uh, and that's really how we measure our performance. You know, I have a somewhat of a unique role in that I'm tasked with designing products and solutions for our internal team, as well as licensing out into the marketplace, but also tasked with measuring success, right? And bringing that performance management hat to everything that we do from a technology perspective to ensure that we're driving business value for ourselves and for our clients. Everything we do has to have a positive ROI uh, and a measurable ROI. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the overview. It's really helpful to hear a little bit more about what MedMetrics focuses on. And of course, your focus in the RCM space. And I feel like RCM right now is such a critical topic for hospitals and healthcare systems because we're seeing some slight improvements in hospital and health systems financial standing compared to years past. Um, and really to to keep that improvement going, we know so many leaders are really focused on driving RCM improvements so that they can enter, you know, subsequent years like 2025 in a really strong financial position. So how are you seeing organizations apply technology like AI and automation to drive those improvements? Are there any, you know, key trends that you're noticing here? Yeah, I think that, you know, as as we came through COVID and the pandemic, you know, there was a, a fair amount of forgiveness that the payers brought to the table. And, and post-pandemic, a number of years after it, we're in a place where denial volumes are up, right? And so though we may have gotten, you know, relative rate increases, the strength of our revenue cycles will really determine what type of true financial benefit flows to the bottom line, right? Labor costs and capital costs are up. Uh, denials are also up, right? We're seeing 150 to 200% of the denial volumes that we experienced pre-pandemic at many of our clients. Those pressures are really pushing providers to think long and hard about how we can apply technology. You know, in the revenue cycle, there's always more work than there are people to do it. And so we need to manage the administrative overhead and use our staff efficiently to mitigate the flow of those denials and the ultimate financial impact. 
as we talk about how providers are using artificial intelligence to drive that, you know, it's it's a broad word, artificial intelligence. It encompasses, you know, rules logic. It encompasses bots and RPA. It encompasses machine learning. And each one of these, and, you know, now we come into a world with chat GPT and large language models. Uh, each one of these is really, you know, at a different place in its maturity cycle. RPA uh, and, you know, bots, I think, have really hit full stride. They're kind of out of the hype cycle and into the plateau of productivity, where many organizations have teams that are building bots to facilitate uh, various processes. Machine learning is becoming much more commonplace, right? The the statistical analysis to determine probabilities of denial, probabilities of overturn, uh, those types of things have become uh, more accessible. They may not be fully integrated uh, into all of our clients' processes, but they're they're becoming far more accessible and, and used by a larger and larger percentage of providers. We don't see AI effectuating change, you know, something like the magic of chat GPT writing uh, appeal letters. But we are coming to a point where, you know, we feel that interoperability and EDI transaction sets are really pushing folks to consider the possibilities for automation in uh, the, the denial space and across many parts of the revenue cycle. The, you know, the availability of fire access to EMRs, EMR data sets through APIs, the push towards more payers adopting 278s and authorization automation, all of these lend themselves to improved automation across the board. It's really about designing our process flow so that they take advantage of these new capabilities uh, that I think is the the, the key trends that we're seeing people push towards, right? It, it, it's abundantly obvious when ChatGPT first came out that it, some of the first YouTube videos were write me an appeal for my, you know, my denial. Uh, but it really comes down to using these tools to drive and solve the same business problems that we've been solving for a long time. Denials prevention, uh, denials appeals, automating financial clearance processes, bringing things to end users such that we're able to assist or eliminate rote work so that we can achieve the efficiencies that we need. And beyond efficiencies, the consistency of process, right, to mitigate the impact of those denials on our client organizations. Yeah, thanks so much, Gaurav. Really helpful to hear it all put into context, like you just outlined, you know, it certainly aligns with the coverage that we're seeing at Becker's and how leaders are prioritizing technology as they're looking to improve RCM processes. And I appreciate you outlining some of those use cases too. Um, so kind of in that same vein, I wanted to talk about how the healthcare AI market today is incredibly busy. Um, there's a lot of partners and vendors for healthcare leaders to sift through. 
Um, so I'm curious in your view, how do you think leaders can best identify AI and automation tools that are not only a good match, but are actually valuable to their organizations? Would love to hear any kind of selection process or best practices that you think they should consider. Yeah, this is an important consideration. You know, the anytime we come into the next hype cycle, there's gonna there there is a crowded market of folks that are trying to solve the various business problems that we as providers experience. I think that clients really need to consider the maturity of the solution that they're looking for. You know, wild claims with little industry experience are a recipe for falling short, right? There, a lot of folks can get ChatGPT to write an appeal letter, but is it really considering the way that payers think? Is it considering medical necessity criteria, right? Is it is it driving the appropriate overturn rates? Those are the things that are really defining whether or not technology investments will be successful, right? And I think that the more mature the provider is, the, the, the strength of experience within the industry is a telling sign of whether or not those solutions will deliver value, right? We don't want to buy tech for the sake of having AI. It's not a box to check, right? We want to solve the business problems and, and the patients' problems that are that are impactful. Thinking through those operational impacts and the user experience and workflows is really what makes a difference at the end of the day, right? We want to so tackle the same business problems that we've always been attempting to solve. And we don't want to buy solutions looking for a problem, right? We're seeing AI denial solutions that are geared at pointing you at trends, but that's not necessarily going to resolve the underlying issue, right? That doesn't help you in a payer negotiation to come back and say, you know, my AI is telling me that you're denying me more. It doesn't deliver the end value when it doesn't tie into the actual claims adjudication process. So I think that, you know, considering the maturity of the provider and really thinking through the operational impact, the user experience and workflows at a granular level are the keys to applying, uh, you know, any sort of AI technology, be it RPA, machine learning, large language models, um, any of those types of solutions. We don't want to buy a solution looking for a problem, right? We want to buy solutions to solve the problems that we have. Here at Medmetrics, we've been at the revenue cycle, you know, as a management team for a couple of decades with payer experience, provider experience, finance experience, clinical experience. And what we've learned is that there is a great deal of nuance to how these claims get adjudicated to justifying medical necessity. And we've done this for years and years and years with clinicians and people which gives us a robust data set to train our models on and to operate off of. Absolutely. And I really like that phrase that you threw out there, AI isn't a box to check. Um, so really important considerations for those listening. And just taking that a, a step further, you know, once AI or automation technology is implemented, what are those key performance indicators that leaders should really be paying attention to, to make sure that 
the new technology is having a positive impact on RCM. Do you have any examples? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're a very much a yield focused organization, right? The the contractual or governmental rate that dictates what should we get paid for providing this service is the high bar, right, of what we should collect. We got paid for everything that we did. And so we measure yield uh, at, at our organization as kind of the primary vector by which we think about how we deliver value, right? Now we say we have two goals in the revenue cycle, to collect all of the cash and collect it as quickly as possible while keeping customers happy, right? We measure yield both you know, from a, a yield curve perspective as well as a terminal yield perspective, right? You want to measure the customer experience. Does this help the patient? Does it help our business office? How are we surveying those users to determine if the tools are providing a meaningful assist or are they adding steps to the process, right? That customer experience for both the patients and our internal users is very important to measure. You know, we do this within our organization sampling our own staff to see you know what parts of the workflow could be improved what parts of the 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 process design are leading to excess handoffs etc so getting into the weeds of the user experience the process flows uh, is very helpful and those things can be measured through surveys um, of your end users Beyond yield and kind of the customer experience, I think that the cost impact it can be significant, right? We saw this with RPA as organizations went out and stood up uh, bot building teams. Uh, it was oftentimes difficult to justify the need for a bot for many of our clients. It costs us, you know, 10, 20, whatever thousands of dollars to build the bot, but the true labor savings or the true ROI for some of those scenarios that people wanted to eliminate a rote task was, wasn't particularly high. And so many times things that could have become bots didn't become bots because it was not there wasn't a, a return on investment there for the clients. That And that's typically how software becomes shelfware, right? When the impediments to using it are are significant relative to the business problems that we're trying to solve. So you really wanna tag into yield. What is the ultimate financial impact, the PL improvement that we aim to achieve with this technology? How does it impact my customer experience, be it patients or internal users? And then what is the cost? Right? What is the ROI that we're, we're hoping to deliver? Because unless we deliver an ROI on that technology, it's, it's a recipe for becoming shelfware. Absolutely. And I love how you outlined those in three key focus areas, yield, customer experience, and cost. I think that'll be uh, memorable for our listeners. So thanks again, Gaurav, for outlining those. Before we close here, is there anything else that you think our listeners should know? Any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, I think that it's common in the industry for people to see AI tools as a little bit of threat, right? When ChatGPT came out, everybody was 
running around saying there'll be no jobs left in two years, et cetera. What we've seen, you know, as the reality of AI, as we come into the world, these tools are not a threat to jobs, right? They are ultimately assists or they are upskilling our users, right? Allowing people to focus on more uh, intensive and or complex tasks where we don't necessarily have the tools to solve for, for those types of gray areas today, right? In the revenue cycle, I said before, we, there's always more work than there are people to do it, right? You want to tag the real opportunities that you want to tackle uh, and, and the financial opportunities that you want to tackle in order to realize them. And it really is about seeing the the realistic implication of these AI tools rather than seeing them as a threat, right? Even for clinical reviews, um, you know, we often have, we, we still have clinicians that are uh, reviewing medical records for medical necessity to file those appeals. It's, we may have tools to assist that process, but the ultimate determination of what goes out on that appeal requires a, a clinician to review some of those things. So, you know, I think that it's very important for, for folks to embrace these tools. It's not us versus AI. It's ultimately people who are leveraging the tools to drive more efficient and effective processes versus the folks that don't learn how to use these tools and aren't able to achieve the efficiencies and effectiveness that uh, other folks will. Yeah, it's a great closing thought, Gaurav, that it's not us versus AI and seeing the realistic implications of these AI tools, um, important thing for all of us to consider. So thank you so much again for joining us and for the insights during our discussion today. Really appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem. Appreciate taking the time. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, MedMetrics. Listeners, you can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.